The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, including gambling and discussions around physical violence. Sounds great, doesn't it? But if you do think you are one of those people that may be offended by such things, discretion is advised. Or just, yeah, go and put Radio 4 back on. We are live. Episode 10 of Octagon Odds, lads. Anniversary episode. And... We're back to review the very last card of 2021. UFC card, that is, I grant. Um, and it's a, a really good main event. Derek Lewis against Chris Dorcas in the main event. Um, at heavyweight, it's going to be fun. Um, and obviously, we're only, what, we're on Thursday, aren't we? So we're f- four days removed from what was an unbelievable and epic <laughs> UFC 269. The full house back with me this week. Ross is back. George is here again. Um, oh yeah, boys. There's nowhere else to really start, is there? George and I flippantly dismissed Juliana Pena's chances of walking out of UFC 269 as women's bantamweight champion. But George, I'm glad that we we gave it enough time to discuss all the the different options. We we questioned what Nunes would be like at the weight. We did so. We gave it time, but we both agreed that she had no chance. How do we feel now, boys? Well, I was creasing because when I was watching it live, and obviously we know Pena started picking it up a little bit, and it was like, right, well, Amanda's on the back foot a little bit here. I see my head, I was going, I was going, I was going this has happened because me and Adam, <laughs> so like, Nunes hasn't lost in years. This has happened because me and Adam put such a fucking, <laughs> yeah. we put so much disrespect on Julia Pena's name, and she was just like, fuck them too. She listened to what's going on to push it out there, and she was like, <laughs> I, know, I, I, subscriber. I feel like nah, in the first quarter. <clears throat> no, nah, I'm just saying it's it's so easily done to to fucking back Nunes, isn't it? Like it's like back in the day when when Max was untouchable, like you just didn't root against Max, but pe- they get beat, you know, people come up and people are hungry. These contenders are hungry. And uh, they've been coming up for years and you know, they've been working up the ranks for a long time. And uh, yeah, Pena just wanted it more. She was in much better shape. Uh, Nunes started to get tired and it was quite clear uh, e- even still though I was just like right yeah Nunes come on turn it on she's about to turn it on and she you know she just didn't and she just looked outclassed um, did, did she panic? and yeah like, every crud you think she panicked like that seems to be the general Maybe, consensus yeah. is that the, she kept that Pena just kept coming forward with the big shots and no one else has really done that to Nunes in terms of just like people have tried like Cyborg tried and Nunes caught her with the better counter strikes. But if you watch that yeah. cyborg fight again, like Nunes is so calm in the pocket in that fight. Like she takes some shots in the process, but she was so calm with her counter striking and ultimately like landed the bigger shots, but didn't see that against Juliana Pena. Like, and that's what basically a lot of people are saying. It looks like sometimes it can just kind of happen like with you press the panic button and you don't get a chance to breathe. And before you know it, like it's over. Like think like uh, Glover against Jan. Like earlier in the year, like did Jan press the panic button there? Do you know what I mean? Like tap pretty quick. Like in the second round, got beat up the whole first round. Like was he just looking at someone? He's like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, I don't know how to stop it right now. Yeah, I feel like yeah, maybe Nunes. You know, she's been comfortable at the top for a while. Like maybe she got a bit like uh, you know what's the word like. She just got a bit comfortable, didn't she? Or Complacent. Maybe, 
complacent. Yeah, that was on tip of my tongue. That's what I needed. Um, yeah, she got a bit complacent up at the top. Or maybe she's she just lost the hunger a bit and she's got a family, you know, she's got a little kid and stuff like that. You know, it affects people's like outlook on stuff and people's priorities. And maybe it just weren't a day. Maybe she didn't put in the work. But yeah, every credit to Pena, she wanted it so bad and she went out and got it. Um, and, you know, she did it in fashion, submitted fucking Amanda Nunes. Is that the biggest like, title upset of all, the UFC title upset of all time? Like, it's definitely up there. Sarah against with, GSP? Yeah, Sarah GSP is also, that's what, yeah, that's Bisping, all up there. It's been rock hold. Yeah. Nah, I feel like these are, these are higher than that, mm, I'd say. It's it's been rock hold. Home upset, against Ronda this being Rockhold beats beats these because of the fact that it was a last minute replacement with ten like days two ago. Two weeks notice, weren't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, good point. Uh, but I, I don't know if it beats Sarah GSP. To be fair, like that, no one, no, no one, one called saw that. that. Yeah. No one saw that. Mm. Uh, don't know what else is it like. Bring it back to Max before. Obviously, everyone knew that Volk was an absolute dog and a very good challenger. But even still, Max sort of had the aura around him, didn't he? Like no one could beat him. So it it was a bit of an upset. It's always going to be when like when someone of that who's that dominant finally gets beat. But um, yeah, I reckon this is probably top three. Maybe that's it. Top yeah. three: Sarah GSP, these two, and uh, Rockle Bispin. Maybe it was some performance, though, wasn't it? Really, like it was just almost flawless in every sense from Penny, wasn't it? Like she she didn't give yeah, her a she, sniff. She had every base covered. Uh, she looked strong everywhere. Um, obviously, clearly the submissions were on point. Amanda, she she looked knackered though. She did like at the at the start of the second round, she looked knackered, and uh, yeah, Penny obviously saw that, jumped on it, up the pressure, and uh, yeah, and ended up on her. Got the job done. Getting the job done. Getting that strap. What do certainly a shocking shocking time in UFC history. Another bit of history that we witnessed, though, boys. Uh, yeah, such it, a to be a fan, it, it was genuinely so, a pleasure to watch that live as well. Like I, I was up on my feet. Like it's five a.m. in the UK here. Do you know what I mean? It was a long. It's a long yeah. night to get to these main events, and then like when they pay off like that, and just something crazy happens, and like the mm. yeah, it's all it makes it all worth it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what that's that's the moments that we watch for, really, isn't it? But the whole night, mate, was pretty class. To be fair, what should we talk about next? The main. Got to go Got to talk about about Charles Du Bronx, mate. Like what? he's an animal, mate. Absolute animal. Again, um, though, to get knocked down in round one, it's going to be hard for anyone to beat him. I know. Yeah, yeah. What's that about? It's like. It's like he almost let, not obviously don't let him, but it's like he's sort of getting getting his feel for the fight. Obviously, Poirier is doing what he does, and he's yeah, he's probably always going to get a knockdown at least or get some good hits away. But like, oh man, Oliveira, what an animal! Um, just in in every every field of the fight, obviously his submissions like he's prompts the goat uh, on the ground, especially in the UFC, um, and his striking nowadays is. You know he's hanging with his with his top strikers. Uh, he did get outstruck, but you're always going to against Poirier. But it clearly don't matter. Like at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Um, you say he got outstruck, go but I don't it. think he got. He's getting enough credit 
for those knees to the body. Because I think when it came to round three... That body work, yeah. Yeah. When it came to round three, it looked like Dustin was completely sat in round three. And we know that Dustin does not tire in round three. And like those knees to the body, man, there was like at least four or five in round two that were just brutal. And like that's just going to take it out of you and wear on the gas tank. And I think that's kind of what, why Charles was able to just take, get jump on his back so easily and kind of take his back pr- pretty easily and get and get the tap in the end. George, I and mean, you had a lot of, yeah, a lot of hope that Poirier would win. Like, what was your like immediate reactions afterwards? Um, yeah, I was pretty confident that Poirier was going to take it. <laughs> I've never seen him look so um, vulnerable in a fight, apart from maybe against Khabib. Um, maybe it just proves that um, he's not really like his game's maybe not up to scratch when it comes down to the, the ground. But um, is he worried about that too much? Isn't he worried about Charles's ground in too much? Maybe like same with Khabib, like he almost concerned himself too much not enough. taking that. You think? Concerned himself too much with Khabib and then not enough with um, the Bronx because because he was thinking exactly what you've just sort of mentioned that he was thinking too much about it. So he he was sort of striking, wasn't he? He was, he was throwing a lot. He was. Um, I think he was a bit more. Conf- I think he's more confident with himself on the ground, like he. I don't think he was of the mind that if it goes to the ground, I'm done. I think he was like, I could probably handle myself against this guy. Um, and he was wrong. And like I said, I underrated um, Charles again, um, which I'll probably never do again because obviously there's no real, like, you can't really, I mean, the rumours are that his next fight is going to be McGregor. So I can't see a route to, route, route to yeah, um, victory that, McGregor there. But yeah, there's been... last time yeah. I said there wasn't a route to victory, it was one sided beat down on the other side. His next fight is not going to be McGregor, though. Let's be honest, yeah. is it? Like, it's definitely going to well, be. Well, Dana Gaethje. confirmed Gaethje. Yeah, Dana yeah. said it was Gaethje, um, and uh, that's the, that's the rightful the rightful call, I'd say. And uh, yeah. Gaethje, he's I'd say, has he got a better chance than Poirier? It's like Gaethje's fucking sprawl against Chandler. I think he's. I think the round yeah. game looked good, but he's probably got equal chance, but, hasn't he? Like, I think he's got pretty equal similar. chance because. We all know that, and it's been proven now multiple times, that Charles' chin is suspect. Like, he's great at when he gets when he gets caught, then hanging in there, and obviously so good on the ground that when it gets into those situations, like, he just obviously is kind of instinctive to him. Um, and, like, I think Gaethje's got just as much chance of, of knocking him out as, as Poirier did, and probably Ch- Chandler as well before that, like, the, the, they all are really, really good strikers. So if, you, if that is his next fight, like there's, there's still definitely a way that Justin Gaethje can get a win. Do you know what I mean? But I would, I think, like you said, George, we yeah. maybe underrated Charles yeah. last week. Like, I, th- I, I, I think it's important to remember though that um, although although Oliveira did win, Poirier was looking like he, like winning in some aspects of it so even in a rematch it's not guaranteed that Oliveira Oliveira would win Poirier would probably come back and game plan a little bit better Um, and with this loss like you said um, with this loss and with with Oliveira's win it gives Gaethje a bit of a chance to look at it and see what Poirier did wrong and maybe maybe game plan against that so I can I I don't want to underrate I I think Gaethje's in a bit of a position right now where he's 
he's he's he's in form and he like he's a bit he's a bit yeah. crazy right now with the, with the way he's fighting and stuff. And obviously his takedown defense against Chandler was 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 incredible. So he's a better yeah. wrestler. He he's better a better chance. wrestler than Dustin, though, isn't he? Like his credentials are a yeah. better wrestler. Yeah, he's yeah. Exactly. He's a Division yeah. one All American wrestler. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he's got a better chance of keeping it on the feet. Yeah, I guess his wrestling's better, but I'd say probably his jiu-jitsu is better. Yeah, um, but uh, it's about keeping it yeah, from getting to like mm. getting to the ground, like getting to yeah. submission situations. Poirier's jiu-jitsu is better, but it's not better than Oliveira's. Nah, so I don't think anyone's is though. I don't think at this point it don't matter how good your ground game is again, because like Oliveira just seems to get he just gets older. Like he got older Chandler, even though Chandler's probably dominated on the ground, he, he still had all of him, and Chandler showed some some really good wrestling. Uh, but one thing is for sure, I will be putting round one knockdown for Gaethje on. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. You'll get you'll get very slim odds <laughs> on that, I reckon. Given <laughs> given his, well, I, I think it's round uh, betting, isn't it? Yeah, obviously, yeah. it's round betting, so it might. That's it's a bit of a given that really, because Gaethje is someone that's going to knock you down. If you get knocked down, Gaethje's going to do it. Do you know what I mean? So we, but, ag- uh, we agree that Gage is probably next. Who, where do we think Dustin can go from here? Because be. it's like we, I've heard him talking this week already. Kind of not sure, like if he's about not doing it. Mm. Yeah, and then, yeah, he spoke about moving up, hadn't he? Or not moving up, not cutting weight. But then Habib, you see, oh yeah, Diaz. You see what Habib said Poirier, about uh, about him joining Eagle FC. He was like, if if you want it, Poirier, there's a spot for you at Eagle FC. That's what it's called, isn't it? Eagle FC. Yeah, yeah. We've obviously yeah. just signed Kevin Lee as well uh, um, this week. Um, oh, is that, yeah, has he gone there? Yeah, yeah he's gone there, yeah. Um, and, yeah, on Poirier, like, obviously it sounds like the, him and Nate Diaz have been trading blows on Twitter saying that they might fight in January, but mm. I think that seems unlikely to me. Like, it's not, doesn't, like Nate Diaz doesn't normally do that sort of thing. Like he, he takes gaps, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's sort of been in the works for a while, that and it like they've been going back like quite a while ago. They were yes. fighting, something happened, one of them had to pull out. Yeah, so there's always been that beef there. They're always out, they're always calling each other on Twitter, I feel like. Um, but let's see if, if Poirier was to stay, was to stick around. We've got Darius fighting Makachev, I think. Chandler, Chandler Poirier, that'd be nice, that'd be, that'd be very nice. That'd be, um, that'd be very, that, very nice. Yeah. Other than that, you've got like RDA's next after after Chandler, Tony, Dan Hooker. Yeah, I reckon it's uh, Chandler. To be fair, it makes sense. Great fight. Everyone's going to want to see that. Um, rank Rankings wise, it makes sense as well. So, yeah, I reckon mm-hmm. it's going to be Chandler. I think we live in a generation. Where... Where he wants to go back down to 155. Yeah. If he goes back down, you're Adam. Can you imagine him at 170, though? It's a big jump uh, from no, 155 to 170. He's, 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 he's spoken a lot over the past year, maybe year and a half, about giving it up altogether. Like, he said yeah. so many times post-fight and before-fight how he doesn't enjoy it anymore and he doesn't want to do this anymore. He even said in the Octagon after, after one of his last victories, like, why am I here? What am I doing? And it, it just strikes me that he's maybe reaching the end of his, like... Um, it's all love for sport. So I think he clarified that the, though that it was more the media attention and like yeah, the, yeah, the was, interviews yeah. and all that stuff rather mm-hmm. than just like rather than the actual fight itself. 
yeah, he, he said that's like the only though. aspect that he, that he likes. Yeah. I'm sure he, I'm sure I heard him say something like uh, in the, before the fact before this fight, he was saying like when I when he wins, obviously he thought he was going to win. That uh, he's sticking around, like he's not not going to be going anywhere, you know, to defend it. Mm. But obviously that that was in the circumstance that he wins. Well, mm. I don't know. He's not the type of guy to give up. Um, well, the the only the thing that we haven't considered though is he's got. We're not talking about a normal UFC fight. We're talking about a UFC fight over two fight McGregor money. Mm. Well, technically yeah, three true, fights, yeah. but two fights since McGregor was the biggest draw. Um, mm-hmm. And as we know, and we've spoken about it with Connor in the past, like what's the the expression that everyone uses in the fight game? Like it's hard to get out of bed when you're lying in satin sheets or, or whatever. Yeah. Like when, when you've made the money, when you've got the house, when you've bought your own gym, like all these, you've got your own charity, you've got your own businesses like Dustin's got now. Like does that, you know, limit the amount of time you can put towards fighting? Does it, yeah, his eyes obviously on other things like, It'd be a shame because obviously we all love watching Dustin fight, but yeah, maybe maybe for him, maybe it is time. But there's still definitely in the UFC that there's still definitely fights there for him. And do we think that given what we've seen in the UFC recently, um, in terms of people like uh, Brandon Moreno, um, people like uh, uh, Glover Teixeira, who have like Jan before him, like people who have had a lot of like quite a few losses in their career, like they've fought for the title lost but they've mounted like a late surge in their career and come back and, and won the belt further down the line it's not out of the question that we could see that from Dustin is it this is nah, almost he's... it though he was at featherweight oh. originally and he was almost considered a gatekeeper and then he came up and this was almost his his renaissance and his second chance at his career and obviously he's come this close to the belt twice and lost it twice um Maybe, like, I don't know. I just think that these words that have come out of him that I've seen a lot over the past year and are they're not coming from nowhere. If his heart's not in it, he might yeah. as well just not do it because the other, the other, the other contenders, their heart is in it and they're going to they're gonna yeah. win. Yeah, well put, yeah. Well, he's always going to be top of the food chain sort of guy um, until, he, until the day that he goes, in my opinion. Um. You know, like any anyone you put it with is going to be exciting, and it's going to be a good fight, and people are going to tune in no matter what. So whatever he does, I, I support him because I, I love Poirier, and I just I just want whatever's best for him. So best of luck to the <laughs> that's guy. Like, that's like a relationship, or like you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought I, I thought that when I was saying it, but you know, I do love him. He's he's up there with my favorite fighters, like hundred percent. Yeah. Speaking of people who. George, you mentioned was one of your favourite fighters last week. Uh, Cody Garbrandt took another pretty pretty bad loss for him, really, wasn't it, against Kai Kara France, who obviously picked up a, a really big name win for him and a first-round knockout to go with it. But kind of yeah. difficult to watch with Cody now, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was probably worse yeah. for you, to be fair, George. Worse, worse off. Uh, you were probably worse off than him with the loss, betting-wise. Um, I, I want to preface this by saying I'm not a huge Cody Garbrandt fan. I just like Cody as a guy. You, I think he's all right. And you put him in all three of your bets last week. Yeah, and it's a bit of a weird saying. road, bit of a road choice. <laughs> Even during the podcast, I was discussing about how much he's, like, how he's lost recently and I wasn't, wasn't sure about him and stuff like that. So it's a bit of a road choice for me, but I don't know. So I don't know why I put him in there, really. Um, I don't, I just, maybe it wasn't, the, maybe it was a lack of faith in Kai Kara France. I don't know, but obviously. 
I don't know what's next for Cody, but it just seems to me like he's probably not in the UFC. I don't know. What do you reckon? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's, he's, he's always he's always a big draw, isn't he? Like he's he's still a big name just because of what he has done, and everyone always relates back to that Cruz thing, and he's he's always going to be remembered for that. And he, no matter what, he's still a big name. And if you can beat Cody, then you get you get some respect. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. he's he finally fights Sugar Show because them two have been going at it for a while. Even though why would why I don't see why I don't see why Sean would fight him now if he was short. I'm like, yeah, why would he? Why, he the guy Garbrandt is one and five in his last six fights. So like, if you're if you're Sugar Sean, it's like it's a bit of a it, it's still a bit of a risk because like we know that Garbrandt has the ability in there somewhere or had the ability to reach like elite levels, but we just so it's a, still a risk on Sean's part. So if you were him, like, why would you bother, like? There's there's other fighters, but easier fights potentially for him at the minute. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. As you say, he's one in five in his last year. He's been not yeah, he's, been KO'd, he's been KO'd four times in his last five fights. He's just he just went down. That was his first fight going down as well, wasn't it? So that doesn't. But like Ross said, he is a name. So that would that that is the kind of thing that Sean O'Malley is attracted to. He is a name. Yeah, he's always going to be a name. I feel like. Um, mm. You know, he, he, like back in the day, he was up there with the, the best two in the division. Him and TJ, it was it was quite mm. a slim division for them two. Um, so I think just just for that, he, he is always going to have his name. And um, what about Kai? You know, for, what do you think of Kai? It's unreal, really, wasn't it? What a performance? Yeah, he looked like a little beast, didn't he? Proper beast. Um, yeah, I, I like him. I like all this kickboxing lot. Uh, they're all on like the same level. They all say the same thing. They're all like him, Hooker, Izzy. They always say, um, "Was it keep that same energy?" They always drop that line. All, all of them. So they must all fucking say it together. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a he, he's a beast, though. Yeah, he's, he's very very entertaining to watch. Um, you know, his striking look look class. Uh, what would be next for him, mate? He's ranked sixth after that. He's calling for a title shot, mate, because he obviously had a loss to Brandon Moreno in 2019. Um, but it was three-rounder, and he knocked Moreno down twice in the first round. And then Moreno yeah. recovered quite well and won the second and the third. So he's got his little like claim to Moreno there. Um, yeah, and yeah. the argument that Dana had said that if Garbrandt had won, that he was going to throw him straight in there for a title shot. So if you beat the guy that is net is supposedly like if he beat if he'd have beaten you like he would have fought for the title so why shouldn't you fight for the title? That's, yeah, very fair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's well, it's not like he's like down in the dumps. Like he's ranked sixth anyway. So coming off a, a knockout to Garbrandt, you know the rest of that division isn't too stacked up than Figueiredo and Moreno. Um, yeah, Kai Kai is probably yeah. I'd I'd be happy to see him fight. Um, if not for a number one contender spot for yeah. a title shot, maybe one more and then, and then a title shot. It's kind of got to be uh, the title shot though, isn't it? Because Figueredo and Moreno are fighting. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he's got, as I say, he's, he's ranked six, so there is a few people ahead of him. Um, no massive names though. No one that big mm. or that outstanding. So I could see him winning whoever he gets whoever he gets put against and then, yeah, hopefully see him fight for a title. And I think it'd be a great title fight whether it's against Figueredo or Moreno. I think yeah. Kaikara would give him a, a very good fight. MMA is a yeah, funny agreed. game sometimes, isn't it? 
So since we talked about Cody's performance when he beat Cruz for the belt, um, since that happened, Dominic Cruz has won more UFC bouts than Cody Garbrandt. And obviously, and Cody has got four losses and Cruz has lost once in that period. And we're talking about, you know, Cody potentially leaving the UFC. And we're, are we talking about Dominic Cruz making a bit of a second resurgence up, up the rankings towards potentially a, a title fight? Mate, he looked class. And Pedro Munoz, no joke in the slightest. Um, yeah, he was, it was a class fight, to be fair. But yeah, Cruz looked really good. Um, almost looked like he'd not really had much time out and he just got straight back to it. Uh, so, you know, it's really, really nice to see that, to be fair, because obviously he's a, he's a legend. He's going to go down in the history books regardless um, as one of the best in that division. And the argument is him, TJ or Cejudo, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it's good, it's good seeing a guy like that perform well. And he got, I think there was about five performers of the nights, but he was one of them and very, very well deserved of that. George, you were a bit yeah. unsure about um, when we spoke last week about Cruz and whether he still had it. And I think it took him a round to get going, didn't it? I don't know if he was making reads, but then the second and third rounds, that was vintage Dominic Cruz, wasn't it? It was a historical, um, well, vintage, as you said, um, Cruz performance really, wasn't it? Because that's kind of how he used to win all of his fights back in the day, as he'd sort of figure it out. And then he'd use his movement and his speed and his timing to outstrike his opponent um, over the course of the rest of the rounds, and he 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 won it like like a decision. So it was it was pretty like like I said, vintage Cruz and Munoz is no joke. Um, obviously, I once again, I have no MMA knowledge in Dominic <laughs> Cruz. <laughs> well, coming out with the with a good performance. I haven't had much MMA knowledge either over the last few weeks, but the one bet that I did win this weekend was Dominic Cruz by decision. Um, so yeah, nice. that, that was about as good as it good got work. to me. So it gives us a good, well, yeah, not, not exactly because, and we'll, we'll go over to the spreadsheet, shall we? Because for me, and if you just, it was going great for me until the Nunes main event, my profit rested on an Amanda Nunes win. So imagine <laughs> me going into the main event thinking, I'm on for a bit of profit here. And so I had the, yeah. at that point, I'd had a cruise winner already at 11 to 4 for the decision. Um, I had a treble, which was over 1.5 rounds for Nunes and Pena, over 2.5 rounds for Poirier and Oliveira. Um, and over 2.5 rounds for Cruz and Munoz. So that was going. Um, that made it through the main event because obviously it just about went over a round and a half. Um, but the five-fold was perfect. I just needed Nunes to cash that out for five, a five-to-one profit. Sorry, six-to-one profit on that. Um, so I lost that on, on Nunes. And then in the main event, I needed two and a half rounds and it was two rounds, one minute, and 38 seconds, I think it was. Um, so I, I, I lost that one by about 50 seconds or something. Um, so that meant that despite <laughs> being pretty close across the board, it doesn't count for anything. Um, and my uh, loss for the night was 12 units. 
um, which is my third consecutive week of losses. Um, bit painful. Oof. Takes me back to uh, plus 114 units for the start. Um, we've got some business to attend to with Ross Ross's bets because Ross wasn't on the podcast last week. And I think we're all in, me and George, we're in agreement that if you're not on the podcast, your bets can't be on the Excel. No, team. I do agree. Obviously, I do agree. Uh, so there's no dispute in it. It was just um, tell them you bet because it's mega. Um, yeah. So if you do follow us on Twitter and stuff, you would have seen my bet. Um, I threw it on, and it was eighteen to one for Charles Oliveira within rounds two to four to get a rear naked choke. And guess what he did? So that would have been hundred and eighty pounds onto the spreadsheet for me booming me up into first place but as we said I went on the podcast so it don't count but it goes towards my credibility so so what's the what's I'm the lesson here <laughs> what's the <laughs> lesson <laughs> goes towards my credibility oh, <laughs> it does <laughs> well no it's not the sheet but speaking of credibility George shows the knowledge you as I pointed out to you in hindsight, last week, you were a little bit overexposed on Cody Garbrandt because you had him in all three of your bets. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, that stung you three times. So you were minus 30 yeah. units for the night. It's almost like, why did I put like, why did I put so much faith in Cody Garbrandt? <laughs> <laughs> put, put, put everything on him. <laughs> put, the house, put the house on Cody. <laughs> after three knockouts. I don't get it five. either. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what was going through my head, Adam. Um, because oh. honestly, in none of his last fights either, I've backed him. <laughs> it's like I, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Either way, I've learnt my lesson. All right. Um, so, man is seven. Don't put it all on Cody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good lesson, I guess. Unfortunately, though, that also takes you from plus thirteen units to minus seventeen units. Um, so back Spoiled into the red, but here's but this some, week we've got some pills, so. something yeah. that I've been thinking about as well. Obviously, this is the last card of 2021. It's also episode 10 of Octagon Odds. How about we turn the page over in the new year? We've got one more card to come. Whoever takes it after this after this card is announced as the 2021 reigning champ, undisputed champ. And then we turn open a new sheet for 2022. We all go back to zero and we start afresh in 2022. How do you feel? I'm, uh, it's, not, it's not a dictatorship. Yeah, it's about, a democracy. Yeah. So feel free to put forth your opinion. No, yeah, no, it sounds good, that, yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we've learned a lot from in these 10, yeah. 10 episodes. I think we've learned a lot about betting and, um, and you know, what, like, especially the volume of bets. Like, in the first couple of episodes, me and George didn't put too many on. Learned from that and I'd like, yeah, it'd be good to start again and... Um, yeah, I'll be on the same page. And uh, think, yeah, new year, new sheet. I think we've definitely learned n- what not to do so far. With that said, lads, shall we speak about this weekend card? Yeah, I yeah, think let's move on. We've got to take a yeah. quick break first so we can let our advertisers do their thing. Um, but after that, I think we should get straight into it, shouldn't we? Another one last card of 2021 before we turn over a new sheet in 2022. So I hope you're going to attack it, lads, because you're going to have to come and chase me this week. 
Yeah. No, don't worry. Don't worry about me. Let's do it. We'll see you after the break. Thanks for listening. And we're back for part two, previewing the UFC's last card of 2021. But it won't be our last episode of 2021, will it, lads? Because we're coming back. I know everyone does an end-of-year awards show, and it's a bit (laughs) cliche. But it's fun. We thought it'd be fun. So um, we're going to do that. What about doing that together, boys? We're all going to be in the same town for for once. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could do it, actually, in person. Yeah, let's do it. Let's video it. Let's get... I'll tell you what... End of the year, you get to see our faces, but you can't wait for that. Yeah, well, it's, end the year. it's just a, it's just a. What's the word I'm looking for? It's just an honorary senator ceremony for me, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna be there. <laughs> so uh, nah, anything could happen. Your racker might turn up. We might flop everything. And, you know, who that's knows? the game. That's the game. Your racker could pitch in this that's week, and you you could take the whole lot, George. There's still time. Um, yeah, well, like. Like I say, we are previewing the UFC's last card of 2021, which is UFC Vegas 45. Headlined, of course, by Derek Lewis and Chris Dawkins at heavyweight. Um, and I, I asked, I put it in the group before. Who do who do you think is the underdog in this fight? I'd say Dawkins. Yeah. Um, Correct. Derek Lewis is the 11 to 10 underdog in this at the minute. Dawkins comes yeah. in at eight to 11. And the first thing that stuck out to me was he hasn't faced, in, in, in the words of George Hardy, he hasn't beaten anyone. Mm, Derek yeah, Lewis is not really. an enigma. Um, he's an enigma, isn't he, really, Derek Lewis? Because, like, obviously, like, he wins, but, like, like it's so weird because he's not a good fighter. He's just a good puncher, and he's just, like, a puncher's chance every fight that he's going to win, yeah. really, in it. But the thing is with Dorcas is he's almost the same thing. So I've sort of been a bit on the fence where it's like they both they both knock people out, so it's gonna be a knockout. Um and I did speak to Adam earlier before we did this podcast. And I was talking about how I don't really want to put a bet on this fight because of just how much it could be first round knockout either way. But actually since then I've actually found some decent odds. Um on, on, the, on the fight. So was it on, I mean, was, it on of, was it on William Hill? It was, yeah. Because I thought I think I'm the same odds. Well, do you want to talk about bets now, or do you want to leave it, or do you want to just do them as we go to the fight? You can tell me about your bets. There's no, there's no structure here. Where have you been for the last nine weeks? There's no, there's no <laughs> yeah, structure to what we do here. Yeah, you're right. This is octagon odds. I completely forgot. Um, so you can get Dorcas to win in round one, um, nine to two. You could also get Derek Lewis to win in. Um, Derek Lewis to win by KO at seven to uh, two to one. Sorry, so a bit of money on both of those is a first round knockout. Then you're laughing really. And historically, both men like to punch other their opponents in the chin quite early on, and they both seem to knock people out. I don't know if you've ever seen Derek Lewis fight, but it often ends one or two ways: a lopsided decision. Or a knockout. It does, yeah. Um, you know, he's very good at knocking people out, and obviously, so is Dorcas. Four out of his four UFC fights have all ended in a vicious KO. Each, so, you know, last, no each of his last nine wins have all been by knockout as well. Like, yeah. So you expect well. a knockout when you win this fight. 
Yeah, you would, but you'd also expect to knock out when he when Ungarnu and Lewis fought. So you know it could could be one of them shit ones, but I don't think it will. Um, it's surely it's going to be a stander. Um, I can't see. Oh, yeah. Definitely, De- Lewis definitely going to engage the takedown. Dorcas no. more yeah. than more than Lewis, he but still masterclass. Dorcas he, hasn't. He's got, I don't think he hasn't landed he's got a jiu-jitsu. takedown. He's got zero percent no. takedown accuracy in the UFC. Yeah, he's never he's never registered a statistical takedown in the UFC. And if we quote Derek Lewis on. He, I think we could say wrestling is real, just stand up. I think that's pretty yeah, much what he said, isn't it? And that's what he does. That's literally what he does. Apart from when he fought yeah. DC, obviously, but you can't stand up against DC. Uh, but yeah, he literally just stands up and that's what he says. <laughs> Nobody uh, in UFC history has got more knockouts than Derek Lewis. If he wins yeah, this, got... yeah, this one by KO, then he'll have the outright record. Or is he tied? Who's tied? Uh, I believe it's Randy Couture. Ooh. Is it? Fur? I think so. Rogue shout. That was the... Well, not really. I've got, I've got the record. The, no, if, obviously not really. Shout out statleaders.ufc.com for excellent resource re, uh, research material. Um, oh, Matt Brown. Yeah. Oh, Matt Brown also makes sense. There, just people that have been around for a while and had a lot of fights. Yeah. Matt Brown with twelve. Derek Lewis with twelve. So if he wins this one, he'll be the outright leader. Fair. Well, so how do we see it going then, lads? Who, who have you got your one of them? On? One of them's going. To, one of them's going to sleep. Simple as that, mm. really, isn't it? The question yeah, is well, which I, one. I on both, like I said. So are you? Are so you going to arbit like that? Are you? Yeah, well, I, I figured if I put a bit of money on both of them, either of them gets a knockout, I get some profit. So, you have to make, I think you'd have to make sure you put the same on both. Yeah, like if you, that's my, you put that's a fiver on Derek Lewis to win, yeah, it's just yeah. You, might get, you might get stung by a round two Dorcas KO. Yeah, yeah that yeah. could definitely happen, yeah, 100%. But, yeah. Well, what's Dorcas KO? Just general KO for Dorcas. So uh, 11 sure. to 8. For the KO. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Lewis is two to one. Well, I've I've gone with Lewis KO at two to one. I've got I couldn't on. turn that down. I, I as yeah. soon as I saw Derek Lewis to win, we literally just said nobody in UFC history has got more KOs than Derek Lewis. And yeah. we all do we all are we all in agreement that Derek Lewis has been in there with a much better standard of competition yeah. than Dolph. Yeah, um, and just and, the amount of fights, his experience and his octagon time. And his knowledge, I think, is all greater than Dorcas's. And were and, we uh, not only eight months ago talking about Derek Lewis potentially fighting for the belt? Like, obviously, yes. he lost to Garn in his last fight, but the one before that, he he destroyed Curtis Blades. Yeah. And then he beat yeah, Alexi yeah. Olenek before that and Latifi before that and Ivanov before that. Like, we were talking about him potentially fighting for the belt. We're not, ta- we're not talking about someone that's over the hill, are we? I know that no. Dorcas is very... No, it, and it, but... yeah, it does turn up. And I feel like more in his more recent fights, he's sort of like committed a bit more. And he's... Like, I feel like he used to just be here for the payday, but I feel like he's a, he's actually he's got some of that hunger now. Yeah, he's, yeah. I feel like he's, yeah, he's a bit... He actually sort of wants the title now, I think. Can um, I just harp so... back to how much that um, quality of opponent matters to you guys? when you want it to matter to you. And when you don't want it to matter, it doesn't. 
No, but I don't want it to matter when you're fucking saying Jermaine Durand me home and Rondy Rouse, Ron, uh, Rouse's shit opponents. That's yeah, it bums. <laughs> I'd, uh, uh, yeah. Don't uh, don't listen but, to episode. Don't listen to episode five if you're listening to this one. Just honestly, don't. Yeah, saying, do, my my main point in that whole thing was that quality of opponent matters, and that those divisions are a lot thinner. Um, it definitely matters. Saying, it definitely matters. Yeah, I like we like to me and Ross like to throw it aside for the odd hype train when when because yeah. but you can see but like someone like Islam for example or someone like uh, Makachev like although they haven't fought a top tier opponent like when they're destroying people and like they're doing things that you've never seen then surely that's when you yeah. kind of like. That's when you disregard, I think, the quality of opponents sometimes. When you, you just can still see recognize them. a war path when you see when you see a war path, yeah. you can recognize one, can't you? Yes. Right. I, but let me heart back to this weekend when undefeatable Amanda Nunez got defeated. That happens, yeah. All the all the best fighters lose at some point. Like Father Time's undefeated, mate. Like so you win and you win something you lose. So like, I don't regret like putting my money on Amanda Nunes to win this week. Like even though it cost me my profit, like imagine if you know what I mean. Like, they've gone the other way around and Amanda had just done what she'd done in the last eight fights and just dominated. Yeah. Like if they had a rematch though, what, what would, where would your money be? I still don't know because I don't think yeah. like I don't think we saw Juliana Penny beat a, like the Amanda Nunes at her best. No, nah, not. It's not a, it weren't whether she whether she didn't allow her to be at her best, but like I said at the top of the show, like yeah. in the cyborg fight, she, Nunes was much calmer in the pocket than she was against Pena. Um, so that alone, like I just I think you'd expect a better performance from Nunes to be kind of be a difficult one, yeah. be a lot closer in the betting. Um, but we're obviously talking about Derek Lewis fighting Chris Dawkins. Dawkins is a bit, it, he's. A, He's coming into this one like a bit quiet. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not a massive, yeah. but he's very dangerous, isn't he? Yeah, it's a fucking win for him if he can beat Derek Lewis. Then that's massive for him. Uh, yeah. Let's have a quick look where he's ranked. They're desperate for some fresh meat at the top of the seventh. heavyweight rankings as well, aren't they? Yeah. So Dawkins is seventh. Obviously, Lewis is up there at third. So win over Lewis, like that's gonna like. Obviously, replace him at third, isn't it? And then Top he's got, yeah. he's just got the top of the food chain after that. Stipe, Garn, and Francis. Obviously, there's there's still killers below him, but uh, we don't really yeah, know what's so, happening with Stipe either, do we? We don't know whether Stipe no. will come back. Will he only come back for a big, like a, a big name? Like we don't. Know, I hope do he we? does because Stipe is one of the best ever. So I really hope mm. he comes back. Really hope Stipe comes back. Yeah, me too. Um, so. Yeah, my money is on Lewis. Two to one KO. Um, I'd take that all day. What are you saying? For me, my money's on same. both, like I said. Yeah, both. Both for George and same as me for Adam. Yeah, Derek Lewis, yeah. two to one to by KO. 12 KOs in the UFC, 17 in his career. Pretty hard to, to turn down yeah. by you like that, in my opinion. Yeah. But I, I like George's strategy and I hope it pays off for you, George. But I hope yeah, it pays yeah. off for you. Well, with a first round Derek Lewis knockout, not so. So do I. Yeah. I hope that it pays off to you, and I hope it's Dorcas so that I can <laughs> <and> you don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so that's, next fight, the, the Coleman takes us to. Um, if you, if you do listen to the podcast, you know that Wonder Boy is 
one of my favorite, probably my favorite fighter. So I've tried really hard not to be biased when no, I knew you would into be. All this. No, but I've, 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 I've been just. I've, I've looked at it from an unbiased perspective. Um, and he's fighting Bilal Muhammad. KO. Uh, well, you're going to eat your words, actually. <laughs> no, I've not. I think he's going to get beat. Hey, um, that, see, I was convinced you were going to go because you're quite blinded by Thompson sometimes. Yeah, and you were very blinded by Poirier because you didn't at all consider it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you were the same with Poirier against Oliveira. Maybe um, that's take it personally, James. I'm not take it personally. I'm just saying you. Did. <laughs> you, you did the same. You did the same with um, Poirier. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, um, but um, Thompson's a lot worse. But anyway, that's that's we got beside the point. Um, difficult one, isn't it? Because it's a bit like I mean, I think Mohammed's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think he's very good. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think Bilal needs to learn from his fight against Leon Edwards, where he was, even though it was a no contest, Edwards was smoking him on the feet, and yeah, Mohammed's he's he's all right on the feet, but. He needs to learn, as I said, against if you're fighting a striker like Leon Edwards, he needs to learn that when he's outmatched and he's outmatched on the feet against Wonderboy, like majority of people. And we've seen, and we, we don't need to see it to know it, the way to beat Wonderboy is to get hold of him and either submit him or um, take the decision win. And I think Bilal has got better wrestling and grappling credentials. Uh, I do rate Wonderboy's like get-ups and his heart is up there with some of the his heart is very true. Um, if you remember the the guillotine that Woodley had him in, that was so so deep and so close to well, any, almost anyone else would have tapped out there. Uh, so you know, credit to Wonderboy there. But yeah, I think Bilal is going to learn from his fight against Edwards and um, not try and strike with him. You know, just try and get hold of him and beat Wonderboy the only way that you can beat him. The the way that we've seen people do it, the way we've seen. Uh, Burns holding down, you know, quite easily. Um, that's the that's the, that's that's the route to victory for Bilal, and I think that's what he's going to try and pursue. Like if he tries to strike with Wonderboy, then he deserves to lose. I'd I'd argue that 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 we've seen Wonderboy lose to extreme pressure striking as well, not just grappling. Like if you put a lot of pressure on him and get in his face a lot of the time, he can't keep his range, and and he gets beat. So it's not always the the route. I'm not saying Mohammed's got that in his locker. He definitely does have some some striking credentials. Uh, I'm not saying he can beat him on the feet, but I wouldn't say that he has to get him down to win because we've seen, like I said, we've seen Wonderboy, we've seen Wonderboy being beaten in a in a one to one striking match. Yeah, Till beat him, didn't he? Yeah, he was close. Yeah. That was close. And Till's a, yeah. Till's a good striker. Till's, well, a, better, Till's than a very good striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Till, Till is massive as well. Like, of course, of course. My point was huge. Wonderboy has been beaten in yeah. match trading blows before. It's not just taking down is the only way to beat him. Like yeah, it's Petis obviously knocked beat, Petis so. obviously knocked him yeah, out as well. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah, it's a very fair point. Um because obviously Wonderboy fights, he keeps his range and he gets the counters and he hits you on the outside. You know, mm. he tries to move to the outside and hit you there. So yeah, if you can get in his face and keep the pressure. Um, then yeah, that's 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 the best way to neutralize his striking, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but like looking at looking at, at it as a fight, you don't really yeah. want to stand with Wonderboy, do you? No, um, definitely not. Right at the end of the day. Um, but I so, yeah, think so. The reason I think I, on, this one, if it was, I think 
the way I saw it is my take on the fight would be a lot different if it was five rounds instead of three. Yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah, like the end of the third round against Gilbert Burns, Wonderboy was starting to look a bit better. I feel like Burns was getting tired. But obviously, you know how, how long you're fighting for, so you train for that. So, you know, like, don't really matter. But, uh, yeah, if it was a five-round fight, it'd be... Yeah, I'd be tempted to give it Wonderboy there. But, obviously, you don't need as much, like, cardio for a three-round fight. So, Bilal can use all of his energy and trying to keep him down. Or, well, that's that's what I think he'll, he'll do it anyway. Wonderboy's um, obviously lost three of his last five. Um, and Bilal, yeah. I know he had, I know he was losing to Leon Edwards, but he didn't lose to Leon Edwards. He's not lost in any of his he last lose, six. No. So he's got a lot of momentum yeah. coming in. He hasn't really beaten anyone of major significance, but he's been impressive. Like, um, you remember the Damien Maia fight? Um, what impressed, obviously, everyone that night was his takedown defence. He stuffed... I think um, officially on the cards, he stuffed 20 out of 21 takedown attempts from Damian Meyer on the night and then took the decision. Um, uh, that then, which is impressive in itself. Like he's not, he's going to face the opposite challenge in this one, obviously, um, in terms of like, like you said, he's outgunned against one of the best strikers in the division. Um, one of the best strikers all, like we've ever seen really in the UFC. Um, so, but I just don't know if he's going to, I've never, I've not, really sin from Bilal where he just like you said what you're kind of suggesting Ross is that he's just going to go in and you know go for the kind of the mold do you know what I mean suddenly start throwing in loads of takedowns use the wrestling use the jiu-jitsu like I I don't think we've seen that enough from him to kind of suggest that that's how he's going to win this fight I think particularly in round one he's going to try and strike with Wonderboy I think um, like you know what fighters egos are like. Like, no, I don't think there's ever, ever seen yeah. a fighter in the UFC that doesn't think they've got they're the better striker than their opponent. Like, I can't just see him just accepting from round one that he's that he's outgunned. Um, so I think Wonderboy could get ahead in round one, and then it's not just takedowns anymore in the UFC. The way the judges have been scoring recently, like you've got to do some, you've got to progress the position, um, you've got to do some damage in order for them to score it that highly in a round. So I don't think, yeah particularly over three rounds where you have less time to kind of do that damage. Don't know whether Bilal will be able, I just, I, I think, do we think it's going the distance? Cause I, I I'm leaning towards it going all the way to 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think yeah. it will. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it will. I, it stinks of a distance fight this one. Um, because obviously um, Wonderboy, he is a striker and he's amazing at striking, but doesn't really get like, I mean, he has had a lot of finishes in his career. I say a lot, but statistically, he's not really that much of a finisher. And if Bilal can win like a round, if Bilal can get it to the ground for a round, um, then that's a whole round gone and Thompson might be a bit more tired. So I can see that. But with that said, with that said, and, and saying that I think that Bilal will win, I've actually got a bet the other way. <laughs> so <laughs> it's about... <laughs> This might be why I'm lacking profit, but... Yeah, I'm also, starting to think that that might be why you're lacking profit as well. It's contradicting your own Just, research. I think X will win, but I'm going to bet on Y. <laughs> go on then, what's your bet? That's yeah, it. go on. Four to, one, four to one for a knockout by Thompson in any round. Not a bad bet yeah, whatsoever. I saw that, and then obviously he's got, some mad, he's got some mad highlights and some obviously knockout potential, but he's not actually knocked him out since 2016. 
mm. and he's only got he's only got an older since then. Yeah. So as he, he's got slower, less powerful, yeah. like. And Bilal's no joke. You know, he's taken some damage in the past, Bilal. Um, you know, he's got a chin, uh, but obviously it is Wonder Boy, and he can throw some mad strikes, and he can he can knock people out. And in the Gilbert Burns fight, even though it was very one sided, there was at one there was one point where he all he, he rocked Burns hard. I can't remember what strike it was. I think it was just a straight, just a straight yeah. to the chin, and he, he rocked him hard. And like, I think it was the end of the round, so couldn't really jump on him. But you know, it just shows that he has got that potential. He's got the power still. Uh, so yeah. yeah, four to one. It's not. It's it's not the worst bet. No, and also, like I said earlier, we're the last. We're in the la- we're the last stages of this. I'm losing. It's balls to the wall. Do you know what I mean? If that comes in, it's a nice tidy bit of profit. If it doesn't, I'm in the same exact position I was in. Who else is in that position? <laughs> you know what? Wonderboy is also in that position. He's getting towards the end of his career, and he obviously he still believes that he he he, he could fight for a title. You know, because he's still fighting, and he's and like just hearing what he says, he still believes. Just like you've got to believe. Like if you're there to if you're there to play, then you've you got just to believe. gotta believe. Um, so yeah, he's sort of in the same boat as you, mate. Balls to the wall. It's sort of his last sort of push. Like it was maybe you could have said that about his Burns fight, and he's been pushed back once again. So it's like if he don't beat Bilal now, then this is probably not the end of Wonderboy, but probably the end of his title chances. Or title hopes at least. Uh, so yeah, well, yeah. he needs, he needs to go balls to the wall. Yeah, obviously I'm I'm rooting for him, but I, I do think Bilal could it's get it done. Wonder, it's not going to be Wonderboy's last fight in the UFC, and I'll tell you why because he's just no, signed a new six-fight yeah. deal with the UFC. So we know that Wonderboy's sticking around. We know that the UFC still think enough of Wonderboy, both from a marketing perspective and from yeah. a fighting perspective and a health perspective even at his age, to give him a big deal. Six fights is a big deal, especially for someone at his age. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a relevant factor in this fight at all, that the UFC deem him healthy enough. I feel like Dana would throw in some, someone with one leg if it would sell fights. But Yeah, I just think, like, it, it pains me to say, but he, I don't think he's going to be champ because to get to, to get to get to the top, he's got to be... We've already seen Burns... Can control him. Obviously, Burns is a wizard on, on the ground, so no shame losing to Burns. But he's also got, got to get past some of the best wrestlers in the whole fucking franchise. You've got Usman, Colby, and Chimaev's on his way up. Yeah. So you know he's he's got a lot to get through. Like, and yeah, Bilal, he's got to get through Bilal. As I say, if Bilal chooses to strike with him, and I don't believe he's going to win, uh, but I don't think he's going to do that. I think he hopefully he's going to learn from what Leon did to him. Uh, and yeah, he'll try. And I simply don't know on this one. Him. I've toed and froed on it all day and I just don't really know. Mm. Um, I, you could I, see it both ways. Really. I, can, yeah. I can literally picture it both ways, but there's not a lot of value in a Wonderboy yeah, it's decision. Hard. It's 10 to 11 Wonderboy decision. So there's not a great deal of value mm. in going for, that's how I would see Wonderboy winning the fight is it is by decision. But how do we yeah. see Bilal with it? Do you, do you think he could get a finish? Or again, is that a, is it decision on Bilal? In which case, nah, a bit more value I don't there. think he'll get a finish. You think he'll, he'll if Bilal uh, well, wins, I, I it's don't, going to be a bad decision. I think he'll, yeah, I've got I've got a bet on Bilal decision, seven to two. Seven, you get um, seven, uh, yeah, I think, seven to two or seven yeah, to four? Seven, I, seven, uh, seven to two. Yeah, seven to two for the decision. But even just seven to four to win and you just take the whole... Package out the equation, like still pretty good value. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I don't think like Wonderboy's only been knocked out once, and that was some, that mad Superman fuck from Pettiste. Uh, that's actually the only time he's ever been knocked out. I can't see Bilal submitting him. As I said, Wonderboy's got great heart, and he is like obviously he's he's known for his striking, but his ground game is good enough to like hang. Like you once again relate back to the to the Woodley fights. This is where Woodley was like the dog. Like the like feared, and you know, he was he was on the back foot on the ground, but he still held his own. As I said, when he showed his heart in that guillotine, that was so deep for so long as well. And just the fact that he got out, got open, didn't win the fight. Obviously, I think it that was the first fight where it first fight was class. It was a draw. Was very, a draw, very. Right? Second. Nah, second one was a draw. No, oh, yeah, sorry, first one was a draw. Was a draw. Yeah. yeah, so first one was class, but it's just overshadowed by the shocking second one. Um, mm-hmm. But what they thought, Wonderboy, how you've got to fight him. Do you know what I mean? That's why it's boring, unfortunately. Same with Gilbert Burns. It was pretty boring, but it's how you beat a guy like Wonderboy. Um, so you can't blame him. But anyway, let's move on. So any I was, was going to say, I'm said, super Bilal tempted decision to take at 7-2 for the decision. Super tempted because, like I said, I do think it'll go... It's only three rounds, isn't it? Yeah, it's only three rounds. I, I think it'll go the distance. Do you know what? It's the last week. Of 2021, I'm going to take it on. I'll take Send the round I've also got nice. a bit of a, an accumulator in play on uh, it's a rounds bet. I did a round a rounds bet last week and, and nearly paid off pretty well. So I've gone down the rounds route again. Um, nice. This is included as over 2.5 rounds. Um, but I've gone under 2.5 rounds for Derek Lewis and Chris Dorcas, over 2.5 for Wonderboy and Bilal. Um, and then under 2.5 rounds for Amanda Lemos against Angela Hill and over 2.5 rounds for Shazar Eubanks and uh, Melissa Gatto. Because I believe firmly that always bet the distance on the women's fights. Statistically, they go the distance way more. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, good nah, shout. Funnily enough that you've mentioned yeah. that one, I've got, I've got a bet on that one, Adam. And Amanda Lemos. I've gone under with not- Amanda Lemos. I've gone under with Amanda oh, Lemos. last three opponents, no? Yeah, yeah. That's why I've gone under 2.5 rounds in that one. I, I know I said about okay in general. I've gone, well, unless... I've gone for a KO at three to one, me for Amanda Lemos. Yeah, it's good value that because um, and we can talk about this fight because I'm not gonna lie, big Angela Hill fan. Not because so much because of her fighting, um, but her social media is sick. Like she always posts like tutorial videos and like she'll break down fighters like striking and like what they're doing and like break down their movement and stuff. Like she's got a good social media game. Um, nice, yeah, that's pretty cool. Her fight record's not great, 13 and 10. Um, and she kind of, she's one of them where we've talked about in the past, like she's well-respected and she's, she's got a, good she's skills. A, she's but, a Twitter warrior. Well, not even, she's not like a she's troll great. or anything. Like that's, she's like, <laughs> I think she's, I think she's <laughs> arcing to try and be a presenter, like an analyst after yeah. her career, if you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but whenever she steps up to that, like, better level of competition, she always seems to get not backed. Um, but then, yeah, I, I think she's got a good social media game, but I, I'm not so sure that she's going to beat Amanda Lemos, as George has pointed out. Yeah, well, it is, it is an interesting one. I, too, George, have got um, Amanda Lemos knockout, 3-1. I like that. When she's on a four-fight win streak, she's got seven KOs. Um, but Angela Hill's never been knocked out. In all them fights, she's never been knocked out. You know, she's been beaten a lot. She's lost a decision. She's won by decision a lot. She's been subbed a couple of times, but she's never been knocked out. She might get subbed. She might get subbed. It's harder to find. 
It's harder to find knockout power in women's divisions, but Amanda Lemos seems to have some knockout power. Yeah, and she's and she's capable she of submit. She's very capable on the ground as well. She can get sub wins as well, so she could also Indeed. very capably, I think, submit any like knock her down and slap on her ear naked or whatever. And yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And at least get a knockdown. Yeah, at least get a couple knockdowns. Hmm? Don't, don't speak like that and when a, when a, when a podcast. Talk about slapping her down and getting her naked and shit. Cover <laughs> 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 naked. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> My rear is naked. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm not sure with this one. Um, oh, it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> what are the actions from Ross? This is so polite. Oh. Uh, so obviously nobody can see this but yeah George just flashed me his, his bare ass at a very very uncompromising yeah. angle like I got <laughs> I saw straight into the tunnel and there was no train coming but ooh. I'm glad there was no, no train coming yeah, me too mate let me tell imagine, you yeah. imagine if there was a train coming oh <laughs> god I just wanted to prove um, that I did have a naked rear <laughs> yeah, so. um, certainly does um, so we think, yeah, so I, I think Amanda Lemos get a finish here to be honest I see your point about Hill not being finished not being knocked out but I think Lemos could be the one yeah I've chucked it on because 3-1 is nice for a knockout artist like that but yeah when it comes to the actual result I'm yeah, I'm undecisive about it um, yeah yeah, the points that I've that I've gone with yeah she's a knockout artist but Hill's never been knocked out so I think can Hill get hold of her can she you know, withstand the barrage, tear her out a bit. And, uh, you know, as I say, she's got eight decision wins, Angela Hill has. So, yeah. um, you know, she's gone the distance a good few times. She's clearly got some grappling. Um, you know, has, has Lamos got grappling? Yeah, she's got she's got a few sub wins, but compared to someone who's got eight decision wins and two sub wins, it's, no, sorry, Angela Hill's no sub wins. She's got eight decision wins, though. Uh, so yeah it's similar to fucking Wonderboy Bilal really uh, you know can Lemos get keep it on the feet and do what she does or can Angela Hill try and grapple and do what she does so yeah I'm, I'm not too sure who's going to win this one but as I say my bet is on Rita Warren because that's nice odds for a knockout artist George yeah if you got, I've got Lemos say, I've got, got Lemos that, yeah I've got Lemos in both my hackers as well um, if we're going through hackers um, I'll start by saying mine, which is I've got two five folds on. Again, I'm covering my back from both angles. So the first one is um, Cub Swanson to beat Darren Elkins, um, Gamrock to beat Ferreira, Lemos, Ricky Simon, and Mohammed. And that, com- and that comes in at 9.6 to 1, which is a nice, tidy bit of profit, really, um, because that's researched victories like Sunshine's on a bit of a slide Simon's looking yeah. like he could win that Lemos by knockout Gamrot's looking like he could take it against Ferreira and obviously Elkins takes damage as per his nickname so I could see Swanson taking that he is up and down Swanson but he lost his last mm. one so he's due a win and obviously like we said Mohammed could easily take against Thompson but I've also come my back by fivefold in it with the same but swapping um, Mohammed out for Thompson so I've got a lot riding yeah, on that fair. fight again, so I've got all my, egg, all my eggs in one basket again, almost like I've not learnt my lesson. Yeah, but yeah. 
<laughs> well, might pay off, might pay off, might not. You, you're last off, anyway, man. so you can't do any worse, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Balls, <laughs> balls are yeah. on the wall. And then my rear is naked and my balls are on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> any other single plays from anywhere else down the card? Anyone taking any of the, the other cards on in a single play? Yeah, so I've got uh, Darren Elkins with a decision win. Okay, uh, interesting against, against Cobb. I think a big, a big, a big thing to consider with Cobb is just not just, but he's recent, very recently come out of a year uh, injury of a torn ACL, and that is very serious. I mean, he came back and got a win, and then he he got did he get kicked in the head, knocked out. Uh, back in the day, man, Cobb was formidable uh, in his yeah, prime. Like, still a good some, striker. Yeah, class striker, like very sick. Um, but yeah, I think it's a very major injury that to sustain and to and to come back. You know, it's only a year. Obviously, his opponents are going to know that. Do they target it? Um, uh, but yeah, yeah he, he's a beast. And, yeah, um, I can see Elkins from my perspective. Elkins is like the perfect um, opponent for someone like Cubs Swanson because he just like. He just he's just there to be hitting it, and obviously mm. he can absorb a lot of damage we've seen in the past. But sometimes it's too much, and he does lose. And Cubs obviously not a not a rookie in any regard, and I could so I could no. see Cubs comfortably winning that fight with like his striking stuff. To be honest, yeah, it's one of them again. Like yeah, Cub can. There's a few tough ones to call on this card. Like there I think are, a Sun a Sun Sal Ricky Simon's difficult to call as well. I couldn't. I've couldn't mm. pick. Yeah, Sunshine. The reason I picked Ricky Simon was because Sunshine's on a he's on a big slide. Like he's lost his last three fights, I think, isn't he? Um, so he's on a he's on quite a big slide, and obviously including one to Garbrandt. Before, that's not great form. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Garbrandt's not exactly yeah. looked inspiring, and he lost to Garbrandt. So I can see Ricky Simon taking it just based off the current form. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, an, an interesting one about Sunshine. He's beaten Masvidal. Such a massive weight difference. Yeah. Mm. Like, well, I don't know what weight small he fought. Weight, though. But still, well, it's a, to yeah. what's the sunshine now? Like, Bantam. 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 That's, yeah, that's mad, fun. really, isn't it? Mm. That he's fought. Like, yeah, would have he would have been heavier. Masvidal would have been maybe like, uh, probably still a. Has he fought a lightweight? He can't have gone more. He can't have gone any lower, surely. The sunshine must hey. be pretty. Masvidal surely can't go le- yeah, lightweight. Lightweight, lightweights used to be a lot smaller in average, I think, than they than they are now. Um, and okay. in general, like Frankie used to fight a lightweight, didn't he? At one point, like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. yeah true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and like, if you think about it, it, it does get a bit weird because Rumble, Anthony Rumble Johnson, sporting the same oh, league yeah. as Conor McGregor. You know what I mean, so it's just a bit. Sunshine's oh, also yeah. got wins, wins against. Sunshine's also beaten TJ, Pedro, uh, Aljamain, Marlon Moraes, Rob Font. Yeah, Rob Font. Beat some fucking dogs, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's 39. He's 39, isn't he? Uh, as we say, he's not on the best of streaks. Three losing streak. Ricky Simon's on the 29, so he's yet to hit his physical prime. Uh, you know, he's got great pressure, he's striking, very explosive, accurate, strong takedown in his slams, slammed a lot of heads in his day. And his engagement to the takedown during striking exchanges is very good and he's very comfortable on ground. Yeah, I think Ricky Simon takes it. 
I've got two hackers you might like, boys, before we uh, wrap up and you can you run through your hackers as well, of course. I mentioned the, the rounds one already. Um, so that's over 2.5 rounds to Jara Edwards against Melissa Gatto. Uh, under 2.5 rounds uh, for Lenas against Hill. Under 2.5 rounds for Lewis against Dorcas. And over 2.5 rounds for Wonderboy and Bilal is 7-1. to one. And the other one that you might like, only a fourfold, 12-1 to one this. Derek Lewis to win, Amanda Lemos to win, Sejari Eubanks to win, and Bilal Mohamed to win. Comes in at 12 to 1 for a 4 4, which I think is pretty tasty, to be fair. I'll take that on. Uh, who was it? Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis. Amanda, Amanda Lemos, Sejari Eubank, and Bilal Mohamed. That's pretty nice. I'm tempted to take that, but I'm... then if Bilal loses, then that's rear mind going. Ball, I don't think he lose. So them. I've got obviously got. Um, I've obviously got Bilal by decision as well now because I took that on with you. Uh, my other single play is um, again that we've both got Lewis by KO, um, and then that's me done for the night. So two multiples and the two single plays for me. Nice mate, I like it. Um, yeah, I'm tempted to take that acker as well. I have got an acker mine. Mine is tasty. Listen to this threefold. We've got um, Elkins to win, Gamrot to win, and Bilal to win at 10.78 to 1. Is that Bilal at 2 to 1, mate? As soon as you put Bilal in there, like you're all, you're all done. Yeah, just... yeah, yeah, he'd be... yeah, he jumped it up. Um, so I think for a threefold, I was, I was going to yeah. maybe add to it, but I thought for a threefold, almost 11 to 1, I might as well just leave it as that. Um, Oh, I don't know whether to take yours as well. It's who's the third fighter? You had Lewis Sajari Eubanks. Um, where is she on car? She on the prees? Yeah, she's on the prelims, mate. Um, it's it's not like a, a done deal, but she's a heavy favourite. Um, she's the best striker, and she's got quite a few. She's got quite a few decision wins as well. Getting a profile up. Mm. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I feel a bit uneducated on them too, on that matchup. So it'd, it'd sort of be a bit... That was like... it. I looked through it and she went... Uh, because I first put her in the multiples over rounds bet because um, apart from her last fight, her last eight before that in the UFC had all gone the distance um, with varying varying consequences. Um, whereas yeah, Gatto's just got like one UFC win, which never, like, should never been the distance, obviously, in the UFC um, as a result. So I think if that one goes the distance, I'm more inclined to take Sajari Eubanks on at 8 to 13. It's just a good addition to both my multiples. Um, so obviously, once I'd got her in the yeah, overs, yeah. I put her in the multiple as well. So is everyone just disregarding Diego Ferreira? Because I think he's pretty class, me. No, I'm not disregarding him. I'm not. I just I'm not sure I can put my hardened cash on someone who lost to Gregor Gillespie in the last fight. Seems a bit of a stretch for me, to be honest. Yeah, he's pretty good though, Gillespie. I think uh, he's a bit untested, but I think his wrestling is very good. Um, he's yeah, he's, his wrestling is definitely where where he stands, uh, where he stands just, tallest. But I thought it was another one of them. Like, there's quite a few on this card that I just I found difficult to call, so I'm sort of. Staying out of it, but I think this one's like statistically, it's pretty well matched. This one, like, should be a good fight, 
Yeah, I think it will be. They're both both pretty good on the ground, you know, both got uh, jiu-jitsu backgrounds. Both black belts, I think Ferreira's like a third degree, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, you know, if it goes to the ground, it's always interesting to see that sort of level up there. Uh, I will say something about Gamrot. He's probably got pound for pound the worst tattoo I've ever seen. He's <laughs> tattooed tattoo on his back, just massive GL in caps. It's just grim. <laughs> <I would've... laughs> Proper dead. But, um, yeah, anyway. That'd be an interesting segment, to be fair. We should do that. Worst tattoos in our world. I'm writing that. Worst and best. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, we'll get that. the notes. Don't worry. <coughs> we'll get that on the next episode <laughs> soon, guys. Look yeah, out for that yeah, after Christmas. Episode, when there's yeah. when there's like, you know, there's a, the, the odd like three-week gap between cards. Look out for that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During that break. Are you, are you claiming that we do filler episodes there, Adam? Was that no, no, no. <laughs> like no. You were claiming we'd never no, do no, that. No, 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 definitely not. All, all the, <laughs> the episodes we put out are excellent content and worth listening to from start to finish. And then yeah. going on later to follow us on social media at Octagon underscore odds on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. Yeah. Or maybe even Octagon Odds on Facebook or YouTube, maybe. I especially liked last week's episode. I'm not sure there was something about last week's episode which made it super smooth. I can't believe I think it went really smoothly, I yeah. thought. Do you know what I mean? I can't did, yeah. no, I know, I know, I know what you loved about it. Cody Garber. Oh I mean, Amanda Nunes and how she brought in all yeah, my profit. That could have been it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or yeah, that could have been it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The real lesson for me is don't put a one to ten shot in your hacker. Because even though it, it might have bumped my, my profit up a couple of extra points, it wasn't worth it in the end because otherwise I would have brought home some money and uh, I wouldn't have had to have gone hungry this week. Um, any more? <laughs> yeah. Any, any, any more bets? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure yeah, there was let... for me to learn from last week as well, but I can't put my finger on it. So I'm just no, going No, no, yeah, let's let's just run through quick what we've each got and then I'd like to know what where we all stand on the spreadsheet as well so we know what sort of margin we're working for. All right. Well so, um, uh, give me give me your bets and then I'll tell you where you are on the spreadsheet. Okay, so I've got five on. I've got um Manda Lemos at KO three to one. I've got Darren Elkins decision win at seven to two. Derek Lewis KO at two to one. Bilal decision at seven to two. And then Mayaka is Elkins, Gamrot, and Bilal all at uh Almost eleven to one. So potentially two hundred and forty-five units of profit there for you if all of them were to land. So there's still a chance that you can go. You you'll be the the un, the reigning defending octagon odds tipping champ next year because you are currently um, you're on a good run. You've had three profitable weeks in a row, um, and you're plus thirty-three units. Um, you need you'll need your biggest win of of the series. Um, mm. but you're in play. Uh, I've mentioned my bets already. Derek Lewis by KO, Bilal Mohammed by decision, and I've mentioned the two hackers already. Um, so we won't go through them. Um, but as I mentioned um, earlier on in the show, I am your target to beat boys is 114 units at the minute. Because if I go 0 for 4 this week, then obviously I'll be back to sort of 74 units. So this it's all still to play for George, maybe even for you. What are your you might remind us of your bets? Nice segue, brilliant segue. Um, so we'll start with my, my hacker. Um, I've just concluded I'm gonna pick one of the two hackers, and it's gonna be Swanson, Gamrot, Lemos, Simon, and Mohammed at 9.6 to 1. That's a five-fold. 
Um, for singles, I've gone Lemos to win by uh, KO TKO, uh, which is three to one. Uh, Thompson to win by KO TKO, which is four to one. And Dorcas, I'm going to go for Dorcas to win in round one at seven to two and Derek Lewis to win by KO. So I've covered my back in a lot of areas. So I imagine my profit's not going to be insane, but also I need to be in the positive by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, you're minus 17. So if we can get sort of 20, 25 units of profit out of you, then happy days and we can all try and end this year in the green and, and turn over a new leaf in, in 2022. But as we mentioned, that's not the last show of the year. We're going to be back next week at some point with, by the sounds of it, a, a recorded very special end of year awards ceremony where we'll pick fighter of the year. We'll pick fight of the year. We'll pick, pick knockout of the year. We'll pick pay for view event of the year. We'll pick some stupid awards as well. We'll do bet of the year. Um, we'll do worst tattoo of the year. If you want, let us know. Yeah. Um, as I say, head, if you've enjoyed the show, head over to our social channels, Otscon underscore odds, give us a follow. Let us know what you think. I think, I think before we end up, so before we end, I'm going to chuck your Oracle on Adam. It's a oh, nice. And it's a game changer. Oh, I forgot. Way. I forgot that I was going to stick that 12 to 1 on Adam. Um, okay. Which was Lewis. Uh, you've, sna- you've, all snake, you've all snaked me there then. Because if it does come in. I've snaked you bad, yeah. You've covered, you've covered yourselves <laughs> off. So if it does come in, I get no gain, essentially. Yeah, but we've yeah. Got, got other bets. Okay. It's only a fourth, I'll do it as well. Fine. Okay, I'll put that down on the sheet for all of you. Um, any more for any more before we wrap up? So, George, yours is the same as ours there, is that what you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. The same. Have you just 12, put on the same as ours? 12 to 1. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Well, yeah, that, that, that wraps it up, I think, lads. Only thing left to do then, boys. Wish everyone, I wish you both the best of luck. I hope that I end the year ahead of you, but I'll be equally pleased to see either of you surpass me. Um, after where, where we where we started so looking forward to the card looking forward to next week's episode as well um, so yeah check us out follow us on socials leave us a review wherever you're listening and please do join us next week hell yeah thanks for listening guys thanks guys